So, Adam, did you realize that our next staff meeting will be the 50th episode of This Week Today? 50 episodes? I, it's incredible. Yes. Yeah, so, we've done, we'll have done, very soon, we'll have done 50 episodes together of our show. Dude, that, can you believe that we've put up each other, with each other for 50 episodes worth of material? No. So, here's the thing. I don't have any ideas on how to do anything special for... I mean, I want to do something special for a 50th episode, but I don't have any ideas. So we pander and make appeals to our audience all the time. I'm going to do that again. We need help from our listeners and the GBI to come up with the best way to celebrate our 50th episode. Yeah, something cool. Because, you know, you're really what makes this show happen anyway. So, And, and, and a lot of our materials develop from the interaction we get in the group. So we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, that's a great point. Of any podcast, our our show is almost literally about what the listener provides us. <laughs> That's so, true, actually. <laughs> and, and actually, I'd like to specifically appeal to Kelsey Jane. K- Kelsey, you had such a good idea to help us celebrate the Gravity Beard second anniversary show where we played Cards Against Humanity. Maybe you have a good idea. Yeah. And also, Kelsey Jane is awesome. So, Yeah. And you're amazing. Right. Yeah. just uh, it, it literally took you what seemed like two seconds to come up with the other idea. So if you have another two seconds to spare of some ideas on how we can celebrate our 50th, then please reach out to us and let us know. And and also, again, I'm going to pander some more. We want hotline messages. We want hotline messages about our 50th episode. Yeah, that would be a great idea. Totally a great idea. We'll, we'll play all the nice or not nice things you may or may not have to say about our show, our 50th episode show. Yeah, I, I think at this point it's all bad. Nobody nobody wants, nobody likes it, so it's perfect. You know what I really want to hear? I want to hear Jim Weir's honest opinion of us and our show. Oh, has he, has he, oh yeah, he has, he has appeared once on the show via the hotline. Right, because he was talking about Big Banana. Yes. So I, I want some more Jim Weir on the 50th. Yeah, I mean, I think we all need a little more Jim Weir <laughs> in our lives. Yeah, we do. I agree. Okay, well, let's um, let's get on with our agenda. Our very first item is this week's top contributors, Adam. Uh, well, I'm out of the running now. Dang it. That's correct. But before we get going, let's play our top 10 countdown music. Ladies and gentlemen, here's tonight's top 10. Okay, here we go. Counting down from 10 to 1, our number 10 contributor, Kelsey Jane. Yay! Can I just say how much I really enjoyed getting to know uh, her and Tori yeah. at, at the meetup? That was so cool. Yeah, re- regrettably, I didn't get to spend nearly as much time with them as you did, but I would have liked to. Uh, you missed out. Yeah, I, I know I did. And, and they, But they were on our episode that week. They came over to the Airbnb. Yeah, and I quote, shutting our whore mouths. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Adam. I think it was shutting our whore mouths in three, two, yeah. and one. <laughs> That's right. Even better. <laughs> oh, Tori, <laughs> for the win. He bro. had a hilarious line and wrapped it up with a countdown, which is fantastic. <laughs> which is hard to do. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Number nine is uh, Jess Ann from Murder Road Trip. 
Also, that makes her first appearance on the top 10 board. Yeah, I mean, and we all know that she's like the podcast sweetheart, so good for her. We had to climb the yeah, charts. Yeah, she is. So, so welcome to the top 10. Number eight is Brisky Cawthon from Turn of Phrases and our pun turn. She's Which now in the top 10. She has been killing it these last couple of weeks. Yeah, a, a little bit like Tiff Franks with um, No Thanks, I'd Rather Starve. She is consistently awesome with every single post. Yep, that's 100% correct. Yeah. And number seven is Vlado... And Vlado, we love you, but I don't know the correct pronunciation of your last name, so I'm not going to say it incorrectly. But maybe you could call the hotline and let us know the correct way of saying your last name. Yeah, we'd love to hear that in person. I would. I would like to hear that. However, he, he's got a great show. It's called It's Not Rocket Surgery, and he breaks the top 10. Well done. Also, a very funny commenter. Totally. 100% agree. Number six, somebody we're very familiar with, Corey McCord, otherwise known as Science McScience Face. Yep. With his, you know, pretty uh, intense commentary on Jake Lloyd. So, right. And anytime anybody's appealed to him and asked for a scientific opinion on something, he delivers. That's true. He's an, an incredible responder. And he's moved up from number 10 to number six. So he's coming at it hard. Oh, nice. Okay. So, breaking into the top five, Jim Weir. Ah, Jim Weir. Well done, sir. And he deserves it. He deserves to be in the top five. Agreed. Number four, she was previously in first place, but she took a much-deserved vacation. Tiff and that's Franks. Tiff Franks. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, she did deserve that vacation. So. Oh, my but gosh. But she's back. Yeah. She is back already posting, so she is back to work already. Yeah, she, she's going to be climbing back to the top. So watch out to our top three contributors. Number three is Paul Chomo of Armits. Wow. I, I'm going to guess that number one is Keith Gala. Number two is Keith Gala from Pop Up Filmcast. Ah, well, he's up. He's up. He's moved up in the polls. He briefly did take over first place from Tiff, but then oh. they were both overtaken with force by our top contributor. Would you like to guess who it is? I would like to guess Luke Umscheid. That is correct. Luke Umscheid is our is our number one top contributor. He moved from the sixth spot all the way to number one. In the last twenty eight days, he's had nine posts. And 326 comments. Jeez. <laughs> Is he fired from his job? Yes. <laughs> then worth it. Luke, please don't endanger your current employment by your activity in our group. But by all means, we very, very much appreciate your contributions. Indeed. Okay, so let's move on to this then. Okay. We've recently gotten two excellent suggestions ideas from keith gala who who by the way has been a source of several great ideas dude keith is awesome mr news quick hits himself uh yes. he's both a, a a really good guy you know just in general and also a fantastic contributor to the group a really additive person oh yeah he, he's funny he's engaged and you're gonna see why when i when i get to these two things he, ju- he just gives us great ideas it, totally the first one was he suggested that we in, within the group have a suggestion box and use the hashtag suggestion box fantastic idea yeah i think so too the second thing was that also came from keith was he suggested merch yes this is one of my favorite ideas you know we've had the gravity beard podcast for two and a half years and we've done 165 episodes ne- never once have i considered any kind of merchandise right but I think since the group has grown to what it is, and it's so fun, and it's such a great group of people, I think if people are interested in merch, I think we should seriously consider providing it. 
Yeah, I I completely agree with that. That I mean, I'm all in favor of the Gravity Beer coffee mug. Yeah. So we ran a poll, and I'm actually going to save those results for our next show, our fiftieth our fiftieth episode, Adam. Oh, great. But because only because I just put it up today, and people are still responding as to what merch they want us to provide. Copy that. But just know that that's in the works. The other thing that's in the works, Adam, that we've talked about, so we won't go into it too deeply, is that we are considering strongly doing a real world gravity beard. Yes, and we. This is one of my favorite ideas of all time. Yes. So we're we're gonna rent a house somewhere, a, a big house. I don't know, have a dozen or fifteen or twenty people that are gonna stay for three or four days, and we're gonna we're gonna load it up with all kinds of activities. We're gonna try to do some live podcasting. I think if this comes together, it's going to be really, really fun. Agreed. Absolutely yeah. so, agree. So to be continued on that, that's something, <laughs> no no joke here. We actually are are working on that. That may come together. Yeah, this is probably the first time we've ever done in-depth research for anything. For anything whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to October birthdays. Ah, here we go. And Adam, your birthday is actually in October, right? It is not this month. Chris, it is not this month. So your birthday is not in October. It is not in October, but keep trying because one month you'll get it right. Huh. And that'll be the okay. month you don't ask me if it's my birthday. But you're positive it's not in October. I'm 100% positive. I was almost certain it was in October. Okay. Well, in any case, on the 1st of October was the birthday of Sean Alkek, who's a fairly mm. new uh, member of the group. Sean will be on two upcoming episodes of Gravity Beard uh, in November, actually. Oh, cool. Yeah. On October the 6th is Shannon Martin of awesome. Podbean. She is fantastic. She's so incredibly helpful. We love Podbean. On the 23rd of October is Christopher DeVos from Podcast 42. On the 25th is Reagan. And Reagan is the daughter of Carrie McGinnis, the founder of Blazing Caribou Studios, and she turns 18. Wow. I swear, I always think that like Carrie McGinnis is like 29. <laughs> you know, so she can't have an 18-year-old daughter. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And on the 30th, Jim Weir. Ah, Mr. International Man of Mystery himself. Now, I will say this, Adam. Uh, Jim's birthday is actually on February 11th, but he asked if he could be recognized in October. Okay, thanks, Jim. You're <laughs> obviously an important member of this show that we did that for you. Yeah, for whatever reason, he he replied to the October birthday thread and asked if he could be recognized on October the 30th. <laughs> well, and then he, he's not the podcasting man of mystery for no reason. <laughs> right. I mean, I think if you're going to be the most interesting man in our group, then you, you quite possibly could have two birthdays. I also don't know how he has the time equity to comment the way he does. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I'm glad mystery, for it. But. The mystery continues. <laughs> As it does. Okay. So now what we're going to do next, Adam, is if there's one thing that we do quite a bit, and it's because it's fun, is we do a lot of polls in the group. Yeah, I love polling. Yeah, I do too. And so what we're going to do next is we have a series of polls that we sent out to the group. And we're not going to spend too much time on each one. I'm just going to kind of hit the highlights and give you the results. Okay. So the first one, do you like LaCroix? (laughs) And where did, where did you fall on this? I, I put no, um, you know, because overall I'd rather have like a soda or actual water. Um, when I, when I am, you know, staying clean and clean eating, I enjoy it, you know, but I prefer just regular seltzer water with real fruit. 
you know, like lemon, I'll put like lemon in a seltzer water and that's, um, like a good substitute for a soda. And it does kind of quench my, I want fizzy thing. But when it comes to LaCroix specifically, I'm kind of a no. I also voted no. And Adam, you're going to like this. Yeah. We were on the majority side of this. (laughs) Well, a win occurred, man. (laughs) So a a win did occur by you and I. (laughs) 56% of respondents said, no, they don't like LaCroix. Yeah, I just wonder if people actually like it or if they're just used to it. Right. Well, and I will tell you, when we've early on in the poll, it was really slanted. It was like 77%, and then it came all the way back down to 56%. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, next poll. <laughs> this is actually one of my favorites. Do you pee in the shower? <laughs> and where did you fall on this poll? I put yes. <laughs> I think I put you yes. Have, you have peed in the shower, or are you currently pee in the shower? Well, I'm not peeing in the shower right now. Like right this second? Right. I'm in the shower. Um, <laughs> I think I put yes. I think, I think you I might have to. In any case, 23 people said yes, 12 people said no. Yeah, I think that the people that said no might be a little fibbers. So two-thirds of respondents said that they pee in the shower. Yeah. Yeah. That's a majority. And I will tell you this, and this has come up more than once. I do not pee in the shower, and I am not lying. I have not peed in the shower. No, that makes sense with your personality, though. Right. Okay, so Jim Weir actually commented with a helpful tip. He said, for all those voting no, let's make it clear that the water must be turned on. You can't just be standing in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as you said helpful tip, I was like, it would be funny if somebody just got in the shower and peed with no water on. You mean like my current children do? <laughs> Better than the sink. Literally like three days ago, Noah, my four-year-old, peed in the shower with no water running. <laughs> and you want to know why I did it? And, and it's not like we only have one better bathroom in our house, but Liam was, was using the toilet. And Noah, of course, had to go at the same time. So he couldn't wait like four seconds for Liam to finish. So the shower was right next to the toilet and he peed <laughs> in the shower. So my kids have this habit of... Like if you're in the bathroom, like knocking on the door and like making you get out because they want to get in, mm-hmm. <laughs> like not to adults, but to each other. I'm like, that's not happening. <laughs> I was like, just because you want to get in doesn't mean they have to be done right away. So, right. I totally agree. Okay. Next poll. Which do you like better, summer or winter? And yeah. and you're in a unique spot because you live in Miami. So there's just not a lot of winter. Yeah. I mean, I. Like as I like, I forgot what I actually voted, but it was like I like the summer because of like the activities, but I like the winter because of um, Christmas. And you love Christmas, I do indeed. Okay, so here's um, for, well, first of all, the results were uh, twenty to sixteen. More people like summer. That makes sense, but it's it, yeah, that's that's about right. You know, almost a fifty fifty split. Yeah, I agree. We actually got a ton of comments, so here's just a few. Uh, Casey Jones, uh, his comment was, winter sucks. I do a lot of work outside, which is rough in Kansas. To be honest, I hate both. (laughs) I, too, am an avid endorsement. Ah, see? So thank you very much, Casey. Uh, Jessica Ann said, summer, because I live 200 meters from the beach. (laughs) That makes sense. Indeed. Also, I can't relate to meters because I live in America. Donna (laughs) Hume from the Varmints podcast says... There's no such thing as cold weather, only inadequate clothing. She also acknowledges that she may have stolen that comment from the Finns. <laughs> <laughs> Brisky Cawthon of Turn of Phrases says, everything below 70 degrees Fahrenheit is freezing and cold hurts, so I, cold hurts, so I hate winter. <laughs> so then you should move to Miami. Come on down. 
Yeah, and Brisky, by the way, I agree with you 100%. Uh, David Colicchio, uh, Dave from Cleveland, he votes summer. I live in Cleveland, so summer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good That's one. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Patricia and Shauna t- from Two Girls on a Bench uh, uh, voted winter because in Southern California, it's just like summer with better better weather and possibly yeah. more green. <laughs> that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And so finally, Jim Weir, Tiff, and Sciency McScience Face, all three mentioned how winter is more ideal if you're fat. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say fair point. Well, you know, when, when, you know, Liz, and speaking in generalities, has lived in Miami for most of her life, but then she moved up to North Carolina for like 10 years, you know, a few years back. Yeah. And she's always like, everybody kept talking about layering and layering to get, you know, to break the chill. And she's like, fine. How many tank tops do I have to wear (laughs) in layers before I get warm? (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Okay. Next poll was if you had to choose one. Would you pick TV or movies if you could only watch one of those two things? Do you remember what you voted on that? Uh, no. What did you vote? I remember what I voted, and that was TV. I voted for TV. Yeah, I think I would probably choose TV over movies if I had to choose. Yeah, well, the results were 20 to 5 TV. Wow, that's intense. Yeah. And I don't know why. I think maybe just because we're kind of in the, seems like we're in the golden era of television where there's so much TV content. And and people want to consume a lot of things they like. Yeah. So so uh, yeah, I think those results make sense. Okay. The next poll. This is compliments of Jim Weir, who's uh, figuring heavily into today's episode. His poll was: Would you go commando? <laughs> <laughs> now the results were eighteen to eleven. No. Eighteen to eleven. No. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't or would not go commando. You would not go commando. No. Now, there were some comments here, too. Percy Thrillington said, I don't think I like the idea of my junk rubbing up against a zipper all day. Same. Yeah. Paul Combs had a similar comment. His was, um, he just mentioned chafing. (laughs) (laughs) Understood. And Vlado from It's Not Rocket Science says, uh, so many reasons not to go commando. Pain, decency, and aerodynamics. (laughs) Yep. A good one. Paul Choma from Varmints, uh, for science sake, he says, I just went commando for like five minutes and had to get the boxer briefs back on. Too drafty and too much flopping around down there. Yeah. Yeah, that's an accurate statement. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a boxer guy, but commando is quite the experience. And wrapping up was a comment by Keith Gallup from Pop-Up Filmcast. I prefer not to, but ha- have done it more recently because it keeps everything down there cool. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's interesting, but he won't be saying that in wintertime. <laughs> no. Well, Keith lives in Atlanta, which isn't too far from you, and it's very, it can be very hot there. Agreed. But also much colder in the winter. Okay, next was, and this is, this is from Keith as well. He asked the question, what non-drug would you, uh, would you be willing to overdose on? Non-drug? Yeah, you know, like a food item or an activity or something like that. Oh. I, think mainly, I, mean, I think mainly it was a food question. Oh, yeah. Did you oh. answer this? No, I didn't. I don't think I saw that one. So Keith himself answered ice cream. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Paul Choma said uh, sashimi. Ooh, yeah, pretty good answer. Tiff answered peanut butter cups. Also a good answer. Yep, yep, and like crack. Sarah Stapleton, Sarah hacks for that, and our upcoming show, Life Is Messy. She answered garlic bread. Ooh, good one. And especially if you get it from a really good place, that's a solid answer. That is a solid answer. 
I, I have a long, long list. I think top of my list might be banana cream pie. I'd be willing to overdose on that. Oh, man. That's a good call, brother. Mm-hmm. Did you want to answer before we move on? Yes. I, I know that. I mean, without question, my first response would always be, um, I mean, like the perfect version of this, but a delicious ribeye steak. Oh, yeah. Man, that's a great answer. Okay. All right. Let's move on. All right. So this continues to be, I, I think best I can tell the biggest issue in our group. We've started, <laughs> we've started an official thread. We're not going to get into it here. As soon as we can coordinate schedules between Paul Chomo of Varmints, our official sandwich czar, Corey McCord, myself, and you know whoever else we had, yep. we are going to convene a sandwich roundtable. I would like to be on that if I can. Yes. Because, I, I mean, listen, we've, we've debated certain topics for a long, long time. You know, the cheesecake debate and some other things went on for what seems like forever. Right. Nothing has topped the sandwich debate. This keeps this has gone on longer, and it keeps coming up over and over and over again. And so, what are we, what are we looking at here? What are the sides, the opposing sides? I don't think it's really sides so much as we need to determine what the proper definition of a sandwich is, and then what is and what is not a sandwich. Okay. This is another thing. We're we're actually building a short list. We will do this because I don't think this is going to go away until we make this happen. Agreed. Agreed. And yeah. even then, the people will be dissatisfied. Trust me. Well, they were, they will, but I think all they can ask us to do is assemble the roundtable, have the right discussion, and then come up with some sort of definitive conclusion. Yeah, this is going to be the Gravity Beard Standards Committee for Sandwiches moving forward. I personally, and I think you are too, we are committed to um, convening the sandwich sandwich roundtable and getting to the bottom of this. Absolutely. It's one of the few things that we'll get to. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. Okay. Here's another contribution from Keith Gallo, again, from Pop-Up Filmcast. By the way, he's, uh, for season two, he's just started season two. He's on, uh, I don't know, episode maybe three or four. That's great. Coming up. So he's just passed over 50 episodes and celebrated, I think, 50 episodes, and he celebrated his first season. So uh, congratulations, Keith. But he's he's got one more contribution to today's show, and that is, <laughs> he posted something with, this, with a video of this woman, and I'm not going to say anything about it. I'm just going to play the audio. Okay. There's a lot going on at this Somerville home. There are two adults, three kids, more than 60 animals, including some fish, and a whole bunch of moose turds. Mary Winchenbatch runs Turdy Works. It's art made from the stuff that moose leave behind. Everyone takes a crap. Everyone goes to the bathroom, so everyone can relate to that. And every, the terms that I use to name these products are everyday terms that, you know, people are used to hearing and stuff, so it just kind of... You just try to, you know, combine the two to, to come up with something halfway decent that's funny, you know. For example, the first thing that we make now, instead of a cuckoo clock, see, this is a poo-poo clock. And what we did see is we took them turds and we crammed them in between the number there, so that's one thirty, two thirty, three thirty. That's just one of many products she offers. Now, over here, we make fecal people. And depending upon the shape of them middle turds right there, we can do them with big boobs or guts or butts or long legs or short legs, see, because there's no two turds that are ever alike. Have you ever seen a turd, the two turds alike? <laughs> no. Mary says half the battle is getting her product, but to do that, she doesn't have to travel far. The turds are all local. We just go out and track the moose, and, and wherever the moose are, they're going to take a crap. And I, I have found that when a moose takes a dump, you walk about 50 yards in any direction, and they take another dump. It's a fairly simple and efficient business model. And when a moose takes a dump, they'll crap out between two and 400 turds every time they, they take a crap. So it's like I, I get five bucks a turd for these things. So I get jumping right up and down. I get excited when I see a turd. Since going viral, she doesn't know what her next local stop will be. But she's upping her game. 
with a new Turdy Works Facebook page to peddle her poop. Get on there, and that's all my turds are on that on that page right there with the prices, and click on them, and then get to me and let me know what you need for turds, and I ship it everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, I, I saw the other video of this. Um, where she's at her stand. And first of all, I love the New England accent because I have family from there. Right. So like just the way she's delivering this line. But when you see her like selling her wares to the people at the fair or like the, you know, like the, the, the farmer's market or whatever it is, she's just so deadpan and matter of fact. Yeah. Like she's not, she's not trying to like make a joke to make you laugh. She's like, here's what we got. We got, you know, one thirty, two thirty, three thirty. Okay, cool. <laughs> and then we, they're going to take a crap. We're going to do that. Yeah, I mean, just like the way she delivered it made that so, so funny. You know what just occurred to me? Hmm. I want her to come on our show so badly. Oh, we totally have to get her on there. You think that's possible? Sure. We have to be able to get her on the show. She'd be easier to get than the girl I tried to get on the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay so um we will try to get her on the show that would be fantastic i'm sure we can track her down she's got a facebook page we're gonna get her on the show so she can talk about her stuff yeah i'd like to be on that show whenever we do it yeah we'll see what we can do okay next big news adam <laughs> oh so i think everybody in the group is familiar with no thanks i'd rather starve uh, from our friend from our friend tiff well sometime back she scored her first five on jim weir's five point disgusting scale oh now if you remember that was for the potted shrimp yeah well i didn't know it was possible but she's now exceeded the five point scale oh how is that possible well she posted i don't know if you remember it but she posted horseshoe crab row and nast yes and Jim commented by saying, this scores a five and a quarter and is recognized as the world record holder. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty gross. Yeah. So j- just when you think five was as best, as best as she could do, she's now done better. She has exceeded our expectations. All right, moving on. So uh, Trisha and Shauna from Two Girls on a Bench, which is also a show on the Podfix Network. Yep. We really appreciate them listening to the show. So they left us a hotline message where they they referenced a a South Park video. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to play it right now. can't beat man change man i knew it i knew gay people would never do this to their own kind when all the world <laughs> is metrosexual the crap people shall finally reign supreme crap people crap people take us like crap talk like crap people you'll never turn me into a metrosexual i like being a dirty filthy little boy very well if we can't make you into metrosexuals, then we will make you into crab people. Dead, <laughs> 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 my world never looks so 
<laughs> that was a great South Park clip. That was. So, uh, yeah. So if you're fans of South Park, you may recognize that. But they made reference to that in a, in a hotline message a few episodes ago. And then uh, was nice enough to send us the audio. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right, Adam, how about if we touch the entertainment page? Ooh, let's do that. Are you familiar with the EGOT? I don't think so. The EGOT is a designation to people that have won an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Well, that makes sense. So so you've never heard of this? I mean, not enough to say anything about it, no. There's actually... 15 people who have gotten EGOTs over the years. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, but on September 9th, so about, uh, I don't know, six weeks ago, the uh-huh. club added three new members. Wow. They, they add, Which actually has never happened before. They've never added three at the same time. Usually it's one It's one in a certain year, just because it's so rare. So the three that, that are now uh, holders of the EGOT are John Legend, Andrew Lloyd Webber, and Tim Rice. Wow. And like I said, 15 people have, have gotten EGOTs, or the EGOT designation, so here's a few of the more notable ones from the list. Composer Richard Rogers was the fir- very first to do it, and he accomplished the feat uh, even before they actually had the designation. He also won a Pulitzer Prize for drama, so he's actually a PGOT and the only right. and the only person with that designation. Wow. Uh, also on the list was actress Helen Hayes. She was the second to do it and the first female. It took her over 45 years, which is the longest of any of her peers. Huh. Next on the list was act- actress Rita Moreno. She did it in 16 years. Wow. That was the fastest until this year. Moreno won Emmys for appearances in The Muppet Show and The Rockford Files. Wow. Which I enjoyed both of those shows, but I, I don't think I would have guessed that either of them were ever Emmy worthy. Yeah, the same. Actress Audrey Hepburn. This is really sad. She didn't get to enjoy her distinction because she received the last of the two awards after her passing. Oh. I know that's a bummer. I think you're a fan. You and I are both a fan of this guy. The incredibly talented Mel Brooks completed his EGOT in 2001. Wow. Nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I love Mel Brooks. Songwriter Robert Lopez won his in 2014 at the age of 39. All right. Those overachieving bastards have got to stop. Yeah, so by the age of 39, the man had won an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. That's in, that's insane, right? And if he, like, you know, won a Dove Award, he'd be a Devot. <laughs> <laughs> and not not surprisingly, he's the fastest one in the club, earning his in 10 years. Wow. He won that makes all, sense. He won all four awards in 10 years. Jeez. And then this year, of course, like I said, EGOT history was made once again when three people were inducted at the same time, Andrew Lloyd Webber, John Legend, and Tim Rice, all completed their EGOTs together. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. How about some hotline messages before we wrap up the show? I think hotline messages are what we're here for. All right, Adam, I'm, I've begun to do something that I hadn't done in previous staff meetings. Uh-huh. And that is, I'm not listening to the messages before I play them. I'm just downloading them and then playing them for the first time on the show. Oh, that sounds risky. It most certainly is. So let's get started. Here's All the, right. Here's the first one. Well, and by the way, we've said this over and over again, so people are used to this. We break a new ground all the time. And, <laughs> and we're more courageous than any other podcasters out there today. Yeah, few people are as courageous as we. I don't think there's any, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. We were topping the charts. Here's our first message. Hello. This is LeBron James. And this is how I talk. 
Hey, LeBron. I came on previously and left a message about a effort that we were organizing called Tots for Tots, where we asked people to <laughs> donate their gently used tater tots <laughs> to needy children and family that, that don't it's have a good cause. tots. Great cause. Well, we overlooked something. They've closed all the kids' big boys' restaurants, and since those are going to be our collection centers, it got really confusing, and not a single person donated a single tot. <laughs> so I'm quitting. <laughs> However, even though I can't beat Michael Jordan on the basketball court, you know, because I was in Cleveland, and then I quit there, and I went to Miami, <laughs> and then I quit there, and I went back to Cleveland, and then I quit there, and then I pretty much waved the white flag on basketball now that I've gone to L.A., but since I'm in L.A., I've got one more chance to try to beat Michael Jordan, and that's by remaking the movie Space Jam. It's going to be the greatest Space Jam ever. People all over the world are going to say that I did a better Space Jam than Michael Jordan did his Space Jam. You just wait and see. Dunskies. <laughs> wow. Okay. That was a great call. <laughs> yeah, thanks for calling, LeBron. <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. Yeah, good old quitter LeBron. <laughs> but he hasn't 100% given up. He's he still has space jam. Right. Right, but he 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 knows the truth. It's just not going to happen. Let him at least think that he could beat Michael Jordan at Space Jam until it's proven that he can't beat Michael Jordan at Space Jam. Right. And how about he, you know, develop enough uh, skill at Space Jam where he you know, endears a lot of people to him and then he quits. It's, it's, it's going to be awesome. It really is. And all those poor tots. They didn't get any tots, man. No, not, not a single person donated a tot. So no tots got any tots. God bless it. That's really sad. Okay. Here's our next message. This is Corey McCord, AKA science. He makes science space. For oh, hey, buddy. What's up, brother? That are familiar with the GBI page. Um, I am calling to uh, correct uh, an inaccuracy. Uh, I was re- I was recently interviewed by Tov uh, on episode 159 of the Gravity Beard podcast, and in that episode, I had uh, stated, and the episode is regarding how to watch Star Wars, and I hope that you all listen to it because this is a public service announcement that everyone needs to hear, but. I made a statement with regard to what I called a, an Easter egg um, at the end of Episode Eight, The Last Jedi, and referenced that a character who everyone had thought perished in Episode One, The Phantom Menace, made a surprise uh, appearance in Episode Eight. I was incorrect in that. I had I had. Uh, watched episode eight uh very in very close succession to uh watching uh solo a star wars uh story and and actually that individual that i had referenced uh that had had we had thought perished in episode one uh actually showed up at the very very end of solo not at the end of episode eight. Therefore, it kind of changes some of my reasoning with regard to whether or not you should leave 
uh, episode one, a Phantom Menace in your, in your timeline of watching the movies. Uh, although regardless of that, my original statement of my order in which to watch the films still stands. Uh, so I hope you listen to the entire episode and then you can hear really what this is all about. Okay. And I apologize for the confusion. I apologize for the mistake. Uh, there's a lot of information. There's, you know, 10 movies, uh, that I was trying to work through in this conversation and it was an honest error. But as a, as a scientist, um, accuracy is of paramount importance to me and I wanted to correct, um, correct this mistake as soon as possible. Thank you very much for your time and I appreciate, uh, being allowed to, uh, be interviewed and, and talk about this important public service announcement. So thank you, Tove. Why well, is he like a real freaking nice guy, man? Yeah. For some reason, he hates Jake Lloyd, but... Um, yeah, well, you know, I mean... <laughs> but, you know, we appreciate him calling in to correct that. And, and yeah. pe- people should. I, there's a lot of Star Wars fans out there. If, if you like Star Wars, you should listen to that episode because if not, you're probably doing it wrong. That's correct. That's correct. Well, thank you, Corey. That was a, a great call in. Very informational and uh, provides some good follow-up. Yeah, absolutely. I like that Corey, is, it's important for him to maintain his integrity. Both, As a both, scientist. Both in science and otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's our next message. Hey, hey, boys, Chris, Adam, how you doing? Real quick. Hey, Grandpa this Frank. your podcast, Grandpa Frank. Hey, I, I, look, your grandma Lois, she's worried about you. We were at the grocery store the other day, just getting some snacks for the evening. Gonna have some of the friends over for some drinks. Anyway, we were walking around, and uh, these these two guys approached your grandma and, and started asking a bunch of questions about you, Adam. Uh-oh. I think they said the name was uh whatever Moose and Squirrel. No, 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 no. no. Uh, oh boy. Uh, oh, yeah, Bear and Bunny. Anyway. Oh, interesting. Uh, we didn't know what to tell them, and uh, we bought them a, uh, a drink uh, and, uh, you know, some lemonade and whatnot, and then we uh, sent them on the way, but they seemed to think that you had something that they needed taken care of. Hope you guys are okay. Keep it good work. Hello. well thanks grandpa frank uh i'm sorry if you were troubled by these uh thugs and i will try to make that problem go away yeah it just doesn't seem to be going away as as soon as we think uh, you've taken care of it there's there's yet another appearance by russian bear and russian bunny yeah i just feel like that it's not fair because i keep taking care of this and yet somehow now they're harassing the podcast grandpa and grandma. And grandma. At the grocery store of all places. At the grocery store. Yeah. I like it that he said that he was nice enough to buy these two guys that are harassing them a drink. Right. And, then, and then sent them on their way. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe Russian Bear has got a little, uh, you know, st- um, uh, he's facing some steel here with Grandpa Frank. Yeah, you never know. Grandpa, pra- G- Grandpa Frank strikes me as a tough guy. I mean, older. He's an older man. But I bet you in his day, he could whoop somebody. Yeah, but those are the same guys who are like defeating robbers at convenience stores when like the young people are cowering and those grandpas were like ice in their veins or like disarming bandits. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? That's so funny. I love that. I, I envision Grandpa Frank and Grandma Lois both doing any type of thing like that. Oh, yeah. They're going to take you down. I have a feeling they could they can take care of themselves. Okay, here's our next message. Hey, it's me. It's Mustang Mike. 
I'm a good friend of Stallion Steve and, and Bronco Billy, and I only call the hotline when whenever Dallas Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers lose in the same week. This is tarnation. This is a ter- terrible time. <laughs> terrible time to be a football fan when, when two <laughs> storied franchises such as the Dallas Cowboys and Green Bay Packers, when, when they both lose to inferior teams. By golly! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thanks, Mustang Mike. Yeah, that's pretty intense. Yeah, so he comes from a long line of guys, a small group of guys. They they only appear on podcasts under very, very specific circumstances. Okay. Yeah. And so so uh, thank you very much, uh, Mustang Mike. We appreciate hearing from you. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. All right, let's move on to our next call. Hi, this is Jake Lloyd, actor oh, in the wow. Star Wars, the Phantom Menace movie. I played Anakin Skywalker. This is how I talk. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'd like Ooh, to address an issue brought up to the group by Corey McCord, a.k.a. Fancy McScience Face, and just say that, you know what? You're a bad actor. Okay, <laughs> you were a bad actor in all the movies you did. Oh, wait. You didn't do any movies, but I did. Ooh. You know who did? Me, baby. Me. <laughs> and no matter what the media says, I'm doing just fine. Okay? I'm happy. Um, all the media attention has been stressful as a child, but I love it now, and I can't wait to uh, enjoy my retirement from acting. And I know there's part of the, you know, news lies, the fake news that I'm in a mental institution or psychiatric ward for schizophrenia. That is all false, 100% false, and I wanted to address the fact that I was an amazing actor in The Phantom Menace, and all you people just don't know what good acting is. Hmm. Once again, this is Jake Lloyd. I played Anakin in The Phantom Menace. This is how I talk. Dunsky. Oh, wow. Okay. So, obviously, he's listening to the show. Yeah, he's also he's a fan. I mean, it's like so many people, so many celebrities are, actually. I, I, I don't even... You know, we really should have made a list, started a list of celebrities that have called our show. Yeah, but that would take work, and we don't do that here. That's a good point. So, if any intern wants to <laughs> ma- wants to make, because that's the kind of thing an intern would do, right? If you're a dedicated listener of the show, we would love to have a list of celebrities that have called our show. Yeah, that would be fantastic. That way, yeah. we would have an ongoing record and an ongoing record of the famous people that listen to our show. Because it's a lengthy list. It's it's pretty sizable, dude. Yeah. Well, and I don't mean to gloss over the call. I, I it's tremendously good news to find out that he's actually not in a in a psychiatric ward. He's actually doing just fine. And yeah. He's very, and he's yeah. very happy in his life after acting. Yeah, he seems to be doing very well. He's well adjusted. He's I mean, he called out to you know Corey McCord. He knew him by name. He wasn't some big time movie star. You know, just was very on the button. Yeah, and, and actually, uh, I don't I don't. I don't blame him for being a little frustrated with Corey. I don't, I don't either. Yeah. I think it's you know it's it's an easy way to be uh, critical when you don't have to see them face to face. Yeah, I agree. Okay, Jake, thanks for calling in. Let's move on to our next message. <laughs> Good afternoon, Tove. I was just calling in. Oh, this is Nate, and this is how I talk. <laughs> okay. I was just calling in to say one thing I'd probably love to overdose on if there were no negative deleterious effects is got to yeah. be tiramisu oh good there is not a person in the world that i know that doesn't love tiramisu 
not overly sweet, not too chocolatey, not too espresso, not, oh, just, and it's even better when you have an Italian grandma in the kitchen mm, that has smacked your finger because you want to taste test it, because nothing like homemade tiramisu. Mm, gotta have me some of that. Have a good day, y'all. Bye. All right. Well, there you go. Someone else responding to, uh, to Keith's question asking, what would you be willing to overdose on? <laughs> and that's a and that's a great answer, by the way. Tiramisu is delicious, dude. I mean, and, and a solid description, actually. Um, yeah. And b- b- by the way, have you looked up alternative recipes for tiramisu? I have not. Okay, so if you're like me, I don't necessarily, I don't hate it, but I I don't really like the coffee taste that much. Okay. So you can switch it up, and one of the most delicious desserts that I've ever had is lemon tiramisu. That sounds gross. You've ruined tiramisu. No, no, it's it's actually amazing and fantastic and tangy and sweet and delicious. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Crap! We have another debate we have to take out to the group. <laughs> if if you had told me when I woke up this morning that I'd end the day by debating over tiramisu, <laughs> I would not have believed you. <laughs> I feel like that's pretty. Um, unexpected of you because I feel like that sounds like exactly the way one of our days would end. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Okay, let's move on with our next message. Hey, Gravity Beard, this is Clay from the Fish Nerds Clay! podcast. Yay! So to episode, I think it's 150. You talk about the Flat Earth reality show? Yes. I love, love this idea. As you know, or you probably know, I'm obsessed with the Flat Earth and I do Flat Earth research and it's just, by the way, not a thing research for Flat Earthers is watching YouTube videos made by other Flat Earthers. There's no real research. But a reality <laughs> show uh, about the flat earth, if you do the research on what they believe, first of all, gravity, not a thing to flat earthers, so your show, they're not going to come on it. Because right, it should be beard. We're gravity. Yeah. Figure out. But if they were going to the flat earth, they believe the edge of the flat earth is Antarctica. So really what you would be doing is you'd be making a reality show where they're trying to cross Antarctica uh, because... They say Antarctica is not in the bottom of the Earth, it's on the edge of the Earth. It's a giant ice wall. And some say protected by NASA or armed guards, and then some say, no, that's hokum. There's just a giant, like, goes on, like, infinite plane, like ice forever. So essentially, you'd be trying to get them to uh, cross Antarctica, one end to the other. But then the harder part would be having them believe that they actually did it. They didn't walk in a big circle and go straight across uh, because they won't believe your compass. They won't believe uh, GPS. They won't believe any technology they see. Uh, so there's no scenario where they, if they get to the edge, they believe they're at the edge. Or if they get past the edge and come back where they started, they won't believe that either. So it's a, I think it's a perfect fodder for a reality show. I want to host this show so bad. So I'm thinking about writing a reality pitch and trying to sell it to, like, Netflix or somebody and see if we can make it happen. Uh, but it's totally good. Thanks for doing what you guys do. I love your show. Big fan. And, uh, again, this is Clay from the Fish Nerds. Have a good day. Dude, what a fantastic call. Okay, let me let me say this, because I, I really want to get involved somehow and poke around at the Flat Earth community, but it's, yes. su- it's such an abyss. It's such an endless black hole. I, yes. I even j- j- just so people know, because I don't think people do know this. I actually s- kind of planned out a seven-episode series on Flat Earth, 
uh, where I was going to do a specific thing in each episode to cover the oh, that's cool to cover the topic. Clay was going to be involved, but then I I just don't have time for for something that large, you know, a project yeah. on that scale. Yeah, yeah. But I've been in touch with Clay, and, and he is he, he's completely obsessed with flat Earth. He's also an extremely intelligent guy. Yeah, and, and can pull up. He's he's extremely talented, so he can pull off anything he wants to. But just a message to you, Clay: if you take even one step forward on this project, I want to be involved. Yeah, if, same. If, if you write any kind of pitch or script or whatever, if you approach any networks, please. You don't have to. You, you know, you you could probably find plenty of talented people. But as, as a favor to me, I would love to be involved in anything that you do towards this end. I really do. Yeah. And I would like to say same now. I'm in not just jumping on the bandwagon. Like this stuff fascinates me. Um, yeah, and we've gotten into it deeply on some other episodes, so we don't have to do that here. It's just that it keeps coming up, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And re- really, I'd love to do anything that involves uh, Clay because uh, because I just like him so much, and he's he's such a good he's, dude. And, he's a good dude, exactly. Very funny, very smart, extremely talented. He's, he has an, a terrific podcast, The Fish Nerds, and so he's going to run off and do something like this, particularly on flat Earth. Uh, if there's a way for me to be involved, I would like to do that. So you know who I would like to know better? What's that? Josh Hallmark. Yes. Dude, uh, he has a magnetic personality when we when we met uh, met them at the He really gathering. does. And for those that don't know who we're talking about, Josh Hallmark, he runs the Our Americana Network. Primarily, he's, he's done the Karen and Ellen Letters. Um, he's done his show Our Americana, which is really terrific. He's done a playlist, which is a really cool deal where he brings on other podcasters and they pick a theme and they, they discuss songs on that theme. Very entertaining. And then he's got a new show coming out called uh, True Crime Bullshit. And Josh is just very good at what he does. So yes. I, I know that when he... And there's a lot of logistics behind it to that have kept him from already launching the show. But when he does, it's going to be very, very good. Yeah. He's a, he's a really, really good dude. Really, really funny. Smart. Yes talented you know and he just has those personalities that just draws you in you know just like really really cool guy so like incredibly likable and charismatic uh, super talented uh so i'm very excited about it his current and and future projects well when you mentioned clay for all the reasons that you did i agree with that and so it was like oh yeah here he, you're describing a good person and oh there's another good person <laughs> yeah for, in this little in this little community it's no awesome. great point i'm glad you brought him up and i've known josh for over two years but i'd never met him in person than we just did when we were out in kansas city about a month ago super good dude yeah good stuff i uh, both of them actually well, thanks for the call, Clay. That was a great, great call. Yes, and please, I'm very, very interested. Okay, let's finish up with this, our very last message this week. All right. Oh, this is Cookie Monster, oh. and this is how I talk. Oh. I was listening to your podcast and saw that argument about cheesecake and thought, <laughs> what else rhymes with C? And I thought to myself, C is for cookie. That's good enough for me. She is for cookie, that's good enough for me. She is for cookie, that's good enough for me. Cookie, 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 run to see. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> We've even got <laughs> Cookie Monster calling in. Man, our list of celebrities just keeps on growing and growing, Another, breaking new ground. <laughs> whichever intern is volunteering to, to put together a list of celebrity call-ins, please add Cookie Monster because he's now it's, on the list. Well, he's up at the C, so he'll be right at the top of the list. <laughs> <laughs> that was pure insanity. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Cookie Monster. It's good to hear from you. And Cookie Monster, by the way, you're my favorite Muppet from Sesame Street. Uh, that is a solid choice. Don't say anything else, Adam, because as you know, 
we did a poll. Who's your favorite uh, character from Sesame Street? We won't discuss it here. We'll discuss it on our next our next staff meeting. It's going to be fantastic. It sure will. Which, by the way, Adam. Yeah. Will be our 50th episode. Hey, we did it. The big 5-0. That's We're right. middle-aged. And this episode is episode 49, and we are now at the end. So with that, we are concluding and closing this staff meeting out. Thanks, everybody. And as always, stay cursory. Yeah. Don't forget to check out uh, Life is Messy, the new podcast with Sarah Stapleton and myself. It debuts, debuts this week. Search for it on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and any other podcatcher. Uh, also look out for a future project that Adam is involved in. There will be more details in upcoming episodes. If you're not in our Facebook group, please come join us there. We'd love to have you. It's called the Gravity Beard Interns. I guess the best way to explain it is it's an endless source of entertainment of all kinds. Yes, that's the perfect description. Yeah, for sure. It seems like every time I describe the Facebook group, I don't do it adequately. I, I don't think I'm able to articulate really how ridiculous, absurd, and fun that group is. No, it's sports, news, entertainment, and more. <laughs> and more. <laughs> Mostly more. Uh, the, number, <laughs> the number for the hotline is 321-465-2180. Thank you to everyone for contributing so much great stuff to both of them. See the show notes for more information. For my dear friend and co-host, Lord Saunders, I'm your other co-host, Toph. We'll see you next time. Later. This was a podcast from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it ready for our next message yeah all right well let's play our next message then all right and here's our next message all right let's move on to our next message That was awesome. <laughs> Just give myself some options. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> Adam, are you ready for our next message? <laughs> I'm so ready. I can't wait. <laughs> that was good.